Hey, 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 this is The Pick and Roll, episode three on KCPR. This is Josh Bilker, your host. With me, I have the T, the A, the Y, the Tay Dog. Hey, Say what's hey, up. hey, yeah. hey, hey. Yeah, that's what I was, yeah, I, um, <laughs> is that what you're alluding to? Yeah, that was exactly what I was alluding to. The Kawhi Leonard, hey, hey, hey. While he was getting booed, by the way, by Lakers fans. We didn't talk about that last week. I forgot to mention, but... That was a weird, weird week um, for for Kawhi Leonard. Uh, in a good way, though. I shouldn't say weird. I guess I mean, like, it was just that that game specifically being booed by Lakers fans was just kind of odd, um, but understandable. It's an like, odd way to start the season off. Odd way. That's that's kind of more Clippers and Lakers. Thank you, Taylor. You yeah. were concising my point. Concising. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about week one of NBA basketball because... A lot happened. A lot of things. What happened exactly, Taylor? What what what's the what's the biggest storyline you wanted to like that you were just impressed by, shocked by, whatever. We'll we'll go through our biggest surprises of week one. Um if you're gonna say surprises, the Heat, I mean, they're looking pretty good. They you you called it. You I called I, it I, last I did, time. Roll back it. the clips. I, you called it. Yeah. You said I, that they were gonna be a editor, find that clip right now. Yeah, let's run back the instant replay. I am very impressed from what the Heat have. And maybe it's because I have yeah. three players on my fantasy team and I've been paying <laughs> close players? attention. Which players? Abadeo, uh Drajik. <laughs> wait, 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 say that one Ab- more time. Abadeo, right? It's- Abadebo? No. Bam Adebayo. Adebayo. There we go. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> no, that was t- great. I've never yeah, heard no. that. <laughs> Adebayo, that was great. Actually, I love that. I yeah. can say it many different ways you too, can. if you want. I, yeah. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. As long as he's putting up boards and putting up buckets, I'll he call him he I call him whatever. I want. Fantastic. Yeah. And uh none. Oh, Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. Nunn. Yeah. Great great pickup actually. That was that was an underrated uh pickup by you and in general just uh the Heat found this guy in the G League. And then he just signed him. He's undrafted, playing for the Santa Cruz Warriors. Yeah, and he I don't even know how I decided to pick him up, but I was doing my intense research, as I do, for the pick and roll, mm-hmm. and just found that he's scoring like 40 in a preseason game, and he's like a 23-year-old rookie. Yeah, I can't believe that completely went under our radar. I think is, preseason basketball is really hard to analyze, right? Where you can't really correlate a lot of that success to the NBA season. But when it's a player like this, when it's Kendrick Nunn, who's putting up buckets, that says something, I think. The fact that, I mean, the confidence alone on this kid, I, I shouldn't be calling him a kid, actually, but the confidence he's an old alone, rookie, yeah. he's an old rookie, uh, on him makes me really impressed by his game. And the fact, here's the craziest part, the Heat, one loss, and without Jimmy Butler, I know. Jimmy Butler missed the first three games. They just got him uh, yesterday, actually. I watched that game against the Hawks. And I was part me, of that game, too. Yeah, that, that Hawks game was, oh, boy. I, poor Trey Young, unfortunately. Did you see just the sprain? Yeah, just a sprain, Yeah, right? so that's that's the good news is we'll go over the injury report uh, with, with Trey Young. We've, we've had a couple of absences, notable absences, that we'll talk about uh, real quick, actually. Before we get into the rest of the surprises, sorry. Um, Trey Young. Injured, sprained his ankle, we just said. Uh, doesn't look to be super serious. He could be back as early as next week. So that looks good. However, Marvin Bagley on the Kings was hurt, and he, I think, sprained his thumb. He's going to be out for about two months, and that's a big blow for the Kings. Yeah, For the underperforming Kings, the winless 0-4, that's a, disapp- that's a disappointment that's on the other spectrum. That's an absolute disappointment, and I, that'll be part of my surprises as well. Spoiler alert. 
But that's huge. And then lastly, I think the only other big absence that I can think of at the top of my head is DeAndre Aiden, not necessarily Ooh. injured. He got out, suspended. Suspended for PEDs for 25 games. Claiming that he didn't know what he was taking. Well, do you know what he took, actually? Because this, this gets into some weird... No, uh, enlighten me. Please, yeah. please enlighten me. He, uh, I forget exactly what he took, so actually I, I don't remember on the top of my head, but it's something apparently that cleanses your system out, apparently, where it's against the rules to take because athletes will take it to purge their systems of other illegal substances that they did take that are against the rules, like steroids, like any one of the recreational drugs that are on the list, whatever it may be, just to have that not show up. So the fact that that comes up, this is also a banned substance, by the way. I forgot what exactly it, it was called. I'll have to look it up real quick and do the, do some journalism research. I'm or, on it. I'm on it. Or Taylor can look it up. But yeah, so the fact is that like it, he looks very guilty, basically, by taking this substance, substance and having that show up in his toxic report, toxin report, or his drug drug report, whatever. Getting too fancy with these words. These words are hard. Um, but yeah, it's uh, interesting. So I don't know. This is the first time the drug policies actually affected like a major starter, especially a second year player, DeAndre yeah. Ayn, promising up and comer. Did you did you find the result? It's a uh, diuretic. Diuretic. There I couldn't go. think of the word diuretic. I knew it was something weird, but yeah. So he was taking a diuretic to potentially. I mean, I'm not gonna. I. It's not for sure that he was trying to purge the system, but like you wouldn't be taking a diuretic if it wasn't. Yeah. Because why would you be taking a diuretic? That's it already shady. banned. It looks yeah, shady. it looks shady, and that's that's as much as as much as I'd like to talk about DeAndre Aiden. Yeah, <laughs> for, pretty much. For the, but yeah. So the Heat. I think you're right. The the Heat have been absolutely fantastic this season uh to start off the season coach very well yeah. eric spolstra i think they they do a really good job of uh propagating talent and finding it i mean kendrick nunn we just talked about but tyler hero oh. looks great people are already talking about that he's going to be rookie of the year last week i said dark oh, horse you that's who's yeah, talking about it yeah <laughs> i said it was uh he was the third i was i was going to say the dark horse rookie of the year candidate where he was a later round first round draft pick and he was getting a lot of buzz in the preseason and he looks pretty confident I, I gotta say I mean he's just throwing up shots he looks good however I really just don't like this guy I don't know why I just Oof. I don't Hot like take. I like his game I do but I just don't like his demeanor I guess I don't know what it is about him I just think like he just seems like a a douche you know yeah just, just that's one kind of the words of we can say. Right? Yeah, we can <laughs> say douche. Uh, he he just looks like a douche, and I. That's the only thing is like is it the haircut. I, I think it's the haircut, and it's also it's the eyebrows too. I don't. I think he gets his eyebrows like like done, which isn't a problem. I don't mean that in like any kind of like negative. I get my way. eyebrows done. You get your eyebrows done sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> before like yeah. a wedding. Fair enough. Not, okay. not if I'm just playing basketball. No, see no, that's okay. and that's yeah. kind of more of what I mean. He seems like a pretty boy type yeah. thing, or like he's very into himself. However, did score a 25 point game. Though. He did score 25 points, 17 points in the second quarter. He's getting six man of the year hype already as well. I should mention that's might be an overreaction, but the fact that he's not even the first guy off the bench in that that Hawks game, for instance, uh, I think because Goran Dragic actually comes off the bench before him, that's pretty pretty good. Yeah, but I heard some team, interesting yeah. stat where it said that he was the first 
uh, Miami Heat rookie to score 25 points since uh, that guy named Dwayne Wade. Yeah, you know, Dwayne Wade, big Dwayne Wade. Yeah, hype and his there. fourth game too. So yeah, I mean that's definitely impressive. And as we saw in like the preseason, again uh, preseason analysis here, expert preseason analysis, he looked just as confident then as he does now. So I think he's going to be have a pretty solid rookie of the year. Uh, not rookie of the year, but a really solid rookie year. Uh, and I think he'll probably finish all-rookie is my guess. That's my guess on one of the all-rookie teams. Yeah. Uh, and I'll, just to finish up the heat, surprisingly very good defensively. Uh, Adebayo has really looked good. What's that, Adebayo? <laughs> yeah, Adebayo. How did yeah. you say it again? I don't need I can say it as many ways as you want me to. Adebayo? Adebayo. Adebayo. At the Bayou. At the Bayou. I just love Bam. Like, Bam. Yeah. Bam out of Bayou. I think I one of the it. keys to being a great NBA star is to have an iconic name. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, LeBron. Yeah. You're telling me LeBron wasn't going to be, like, a great NBA player with a yeah. name like <laughs> LeBron? It's so cool. Um, also, uh, I, do, do, are you familiar with Emeril from the Food Network? Yes, I am. Bam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes bam the, the little with, spice. The, with the seasoning. That's what I imagine every time, and and I hope they use that on like a shirt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the next time we go to like yeah. a heat, uh, yeah, yeah, heat game, we gotta just bam. have a, like a little sign yeah, 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 with yeah, him yeah, sprinkling yeah. a little bit of bam. Hey, Miami Heat marketing, y'all hiring? Because <laughs> <laughs> I could also, I would just like to say, I don't know if they're actually wearing them this year, but just the, I'm finally, I'm gonna finish my gush about Miami. Um, but the Miami Vice jerseys are still some of the cleanest jerseys I've seen in years. Yeah. Yeah, the black. With the neon. The neon. The, c- yeah. the cyan. And it looks like an arcade game where you're going to like speed race or something. Yeah, perfect Miami Vice uh, colorways. Great Miami colorways in general. Shout out to Miami, though. You Shout guys are doing Miami. great. Doing great. Uh, really happy to see that. Jimmy Butler came back, looked pretty good. Missed a lot of free throws, but that's aside the point. Uh, another big surprise, since we mentioned it before, we'll just get into it. The Kings doing this bad, I think, Oof. is yeah kind of surprising. Because if you remember last year, they were this young team that overperformed expectations. They made it to like 37 wins and nearly a playoff team in the West, in the stacked West last year. De'Aaron Fox took a huge leap. Marvin Bagley played great. He was he only, he only played like fifty games last year too. Hopefully that's not like a uh, uh, an omen of what's to come of his career. But Marvin Bagley, I really like seeing play. He's like a kind of pogo stick athlete where he's just leaping all over the place and it's great. Buddy Hield was like a sharpshooter. Buddy Hield, I knew there was yeah. somebody I was forgetting. Buddy Hield got paid. Also, I uh, we talked about last week. So. And performing uh, questionably. Yeah, 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 that was that was really interesting. Harrison Barnes hasn't looked super great this season, but it seems like it's fallen. The fault has befallen onto Luke Walton, the new head coach. Um, people are now kind of claiming that Luke Walton wasn't at fault for that Lakers season last year. Now, now that he's just stunk it up in Sacramento so bad. Um, so, cause now all those Lakers, the Laker youngins, I guess, like the Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and Josh Hart have been playing fantastic for yeah. New Orleans. Brandon Ingram. Brandon Ingram. He's, 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 he's averaging like 27 points per game and hey, it's, 
What's ridiculous. This? I need to look up his shooting percentage because it's something incredible. It's like 80%. He looks good. Yeah, he no. looks good. Um, they nearly beat the Rockets. I was watching that game. They lost by three points, and they took a really bad shot at the buzzer. That just wasn't going to go in at all. But uh, I think that was what I was going to talk about. Uh, do you have any – what's your next surprise, I guess? Well, I, I've got like a bit of analysis tidbit. My next surprise? Yeah. I like how the Mavericks are doing. I'll give you well. that. You were, you were right about also the Mavericks and the Hawks. Both yeah. both these young. I think we can try to combine these a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just kind of um, take a just, brief note on yeah. that. Yeah, because they're both these young upstart teams with a you know young core. Uh, we thought they were probably a year away from being something good. Maybe it's this year. Maybe the fact that they're... I think I was overly optimistic last time, but I am going to still like what I'm seeing. Listen, I, I mean, I'll give it to you. You'll, you'll get this point because I was potentially wrong about the Mavericks this year. The, uh, they, they had a great game last night against the uh, Nuggets, the previously undefeated Nuggets. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is that a surprise was, to you, the Nuggets? Uh, yeah. Um, well, the Nuggets have been playing great. And I, I had them for my number one seed to finish off uh, mm-hmm. last week. But the Mavericks win was one of the weirdest wins because nine of their players, I believe, finished in double digits yeah. in scoring. Luka Doncic and Porzingis both had relatively bad games. But they were still supported by these guys that I barely knew until I started watching them this year. And that was one of the biggest complaints I made last week about the Mavericks is that who was their third guy? They don't really have like a third best player. It mm-hmm. was just really Luca and Poisingas with a bunch of. Uh, I mean, last week I think I might have used the term scrubs. Um, yeah. Don't know if I'd say that. Uh, they seem relatively competent as an organization. Of course, this is one w- one week, so who knows? Maybe this is an overreaction. But the Mavericks do actually look good. I, I will give them that. And the Hawks too. Um, DeAndre Hunter. Has looked really good. They're what was it, the fifth pick of this draft? He's looked like already a solid role player. Like you couldn't tell he was a rookie if you had a guess just by based on his play. John Collins had a crazy game too. Last I did night. see that, yeah. Yeah. And then uh Trey Young's been having a ridiculously good season. Uh and I hope he can get back to form soon and back to that the sprain court. did look pretty gnarly though. It did. Um I yeah, I I really thought he toward something fierce, something really bad. He looked like he was in so much pain. He was, like, rolling on the floor. It was, it, it Sometimes hurt. those sprains can put you out longer than the breaks. Yeah. But if you said but you said they're coming back, like, optimistically next week. So. Next week was, was best-case scenario. So who knows? Um, I hope he's back. But he was averaging, like, 37 points per game those Ooh. first three Is it games. that much? Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. impressive. And he was shooting, I mean – That'll go down because he shot about like fifty percent from deep, but and that's just not sustainable. Um, but he's looked great. Him and Luca both have like looked like they can have taken like another step to the game, and they looked phenomenal the end of last year as well. Okay, next surprise is I think the Timberwolves. I guess we'll 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 mention real quick because. Carl Anthony Towns might be a top five NBA player right now. He's scooting. He's scooting up in there. If he wasn't already in, that's an. I've been keeping an eye on him mostly. Just he yeah. looks fantastic. Yeah. And Wiggins too has been playing pretty well these first couple of games. 
And he was actually, this is the team I think I might have slept on, I'm wondering. However, I just don't know if I buy Wiggins as a valuable player in your rotation just yet. He definitely has improved upon his game. He's taking less mid-range shots these first couple days because, again, it's only been one week, so it's really hard to, to really project for the rest of the season. But Wiggins, I've liked what I've seen from Wiggins, but I'd like to see him keep it up, sustain it for over 10-plus games type yeah. thing. Um, I guess we'll go over, if you're cool with this, do you have any more surprises, or do you want to go into the... The hard over- hitters. What? The heavy hitters. Yeah, the heavy hitter. We got, this is going to be, I made a list of takes that I had for the first week. Some of them are better founded than others, and I just want your opinion on them and just say, like, is it far-fetched, is it right, or you think whatever. You know, okay. Just give me, give me a reaction. These are just, like, like, just general NBA takes. Yeah. Timberwolves, are they a top-five team and in the NBA? Is that an overreaction? I think it's an overreaction. You think so? But then again... I need to keep a closer eye on the Timberwolves. If you're out there putting this into the world. Again, I mean, not I think, all these. These aren't, like, all founded in anything, like, like actual concrete evidence for any of these. These are just, like, generic takes that I had just yeah. from, like, a eye test. How much significantly better are the Timberwolves than last year? Seems to be much better because... Um, the, the coaching change, I think, is a big deal because they fired Tom Thibodeau about, what was it, like 10 games into last season. And Ryan Saunders has had a lot of support from uh, the Timberwolves. They seem to really like him. Um, but you're you're kind of right it, that this is kind of the same Timberwolves team from last year. But maybe they're, they're still a young team, so maybe they just all kind of developed together within this past offseason, maybe came back full force uh carlton towns played great last year this year he's playing even better if he can keep this up uh jared culver i really like as well but i mean other than that i mean they yeah they have robert covington who i really like as well um got jordan bell (laughs) jordan bell your your man jordan bell sure (laughs) from your well from your high school yeah i should say that's that's taylor garvey's Jordan Bell. That's every time I talk about Jordan Bell, Taylor Garvey's Jordan Bell. Yeah, we um, go way back. We go way back. Way back. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to the next take because that one wasn't the best one. Um, no. What do you think? What do you think? Tell me what you think. Do you think they're top five? Oh no, no, not at all. Okay. I, again, I just thought that maybe. Here's the thing: is I think they could potentially be top five in the West. I don't know about top five overall, but I think they could be if Carl Anthony Towns can keep this up because that's the kind of player that you want on your team, I think, where he's... Carl Anthony Towns, maybe a better take would have been if Carl Anthony Towns is a top-five player. Oh, yeah. Because that that might be harder to... Efficiency-wise. Efficiency-wise, he looks great. Yeah. Great. He's just popping threes off like it's nobody's business. It's ridiculous. Okay. Suns. Actually good? That's what I was going to say. Are they actually good? They they beat the... Well, the (laughs) undefeated Clippers... Priorly. Yeah. Uh, that was, that, I that, I knew I was missing one team about being a big surprise, and I yeah. think that was the Suns. The Suns. I, from what I've seen, they've, they have a lot of good role players that can, like, kind of support the Devin Booker show that previously was. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I mean, this is, they're two and two right now, and considering they lost DeAndre, Jay, DeAndre Aiden after the first game. 
I I got to be impressed, right? I mean, this they look decent. I got to yeah. say, Devin Booker has been uh, playmaking. Ricky Rubio has actually been an underrated signing. I think that that was what the Suns kind of needed is just kind of a point guard with a very like, totally agree. Uh, you know, a floor manager. Just any kind of actual point uh, playmaker, any point guard. This is the first like actual point guard this team has had. Devin Booker's played with his entire career. Yeah, they added Aaron Baines. Yeah, I <laughs> I actually hate Aaron Baines. I actually I, do too. I, you know I what's don't... funny is I just don't like watch. Yeah, it's just hard to watch him play. It, it is. I I just don't like he he jacks up too many threes, and I'm just I just irritated with him. And he's just kind of like a. He seems to be trying to fill that defensive dog kind of role where he just tries to, like, the you know, the Patrick Beverly award mm-hmm. um, that Aaron Baines is trying to get. Where the loudest just, barker. Yeah, basically, you know, where he's just trying to, like, intimidate people. It just doesn't look right from Aaron Baines. I don't know. He just doesn't seem like – he seems to me more of, like, a puppy than, yeah. like – but, like, I don't know. Uh, also, Kelly Oubre has been playing phenomenal. He's been averaging, mm-hmm. like, 20-plus points per game. Uh, he's he looks great. He looks legitimately good. Who's the um center, the white center, like that Kaminsky? Uh, oh yeah, Frank Kaminsky. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's actually been playing pretty well as well. He doesn't look uh, like well he, he well. doesn't he doesn't look like he would be one of those players that no, play he's, well. He's, he's like he's, the, been, he's been doing good. Yeah, the least athletic uh player in the NBA <laughs> from just like the eye test. Look yeah. wise, Frank Kaminsky. I yeah, I'm glad he got it. He just got. Believe traded from the Hornets. I don't know if they traded him or if they just let him go in free agency. But he was on the Hornets for the for his entire career, and he finally is on a new team, and it looks like a change. Is that why I haven't really has been on my radar? Yeah, because yeah. I know we talked about this earlier, but the uh, Hornets are uh, not good. So whoa, whoa, <laughs> hot, hot biggest day. surprise, biggest surprise. Hot take. <laughs> the Hornets not good. Um, also. Uh, the Suns, I would be remiss if I didn't say Monty Williams has been like. I think that's the key. That's one of the keys. Jesus' second coming for mm-hmm. this uh, this Suns team. Where Monty Williams, I saw the stat on the Clippers game. That was the most disappointing Clippers game I've seen all season, by the way, is that loss. And it, Clippers almost won it, too. Actually, it was it was closer than they, they really had a shot at it, but the Suns just made more shots, you know, as. Oh, the winning basketball team typically does. Yeah, usually. As, usually, <laughs> you know. Uh, and Monty Williams has only missed two playoff seasons in his 20-year coaching career. So 18 wow. for 20. Wow. Monty Williams has made the playoffs. And you think that he's going to keep the record going? Potentially. Yeah. If we're looking at what this is a great transition into the next team, the Warriors. Oh wow! How, oh, how I the mighty we fall! Didn't, didn't cover the Warriors. Do you think? Wow. That, do you think that the Daniel Russell Steph Curry pairing is more weird than the um, the James yes. Harden? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. And Russell Westbrook. Um, and that was what I was going to talk I was gonna about. Say Russell too. Harden. Russell Harden. <laughs> the Russell Harden yeah. James Westbrook connection. Yeah. No. Um. I think it's not weirder on paper because the James Harden Russell Westbrook pairing is definitely weirder on paper. It doesn't make any basketball sense, but the thing is, it works. And, and it has that's what I was gonna say. That was gonna be my my big analysis. Is this team has flashes? That Rockets team has flashes that scare the f out of me. 
they look so good for stretches. They just I it's still a little awkward and weird, but if they can figure this thing out, they're gonna be so good. And it's and it's scary. They it's, they love I love seeing just Westbrook get his turn towards the end of the game and just like take over. And I know just, and and that's the thing is what they I think are probably gonna rely on is I think Westbrook might be a better playmaker. But also, James Harden had that crazy 16-assist game to start the season, though. So the the biggest problem with this Houston team, though, is James Harden's shot is not falling. He can't, he can't hit threes, like, at all. I don't know what's going on with him, but he just can't hit threes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, Russell Westbrook has been playing great, though. I think we did kind of underrate him uh, going into this season. Kind of just based on how bad, not how bad he was, but how bad of a season, a typical Russell Westbrook season he had last year, which just a really a lot of dumb mid range shots. His worst shooting uh, from deep season statistically that he's had in his entire career. But this Houston team, this Houston season, he's been shooting really well. He's had he career highs in field goal percentage and true shooting metrics. I think it's a really good fit, and it's kind of kind of scary. Like I said, if both these guys are on the court, it just doesn't matter. You know, if you have the better players, you're gonna win, and that's I think in the in like a seven game series, I think that's what matters is the thing. You just have better talent on the floor at any time, and and that's Houston. I think they can just make be able to take over. Yeah. yeah. Um, back to the Warriors. Sorry, that was my roundabout Houston take, but back to the Warriors. Their defense is the biggest problem. Um, which and their makes, bench, I think so. Just their lack of depth. I mean, they really only have three players that you can probably name on like na- on name recognition where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he, this guy's good. And the rest of them are just like, who? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you have, you know, Russell Westbrook, Steph Curry, Draymond Green. That's your team. The rest of it are just a bunch of these, like, weird G League kind of young players that – the Warriors have in their organization that they're kind of shuffling about. Willie Cauley Stein is hurt, so maybe him coming back uh, whenever he does. And they lost like good. any defensive. They lost like basically any defensive yeah. grasp they have. I don't think they were ever really like a super great like defensive team. Would you say that they were super great? They were. They team? were good for that seventy three and nine season. They were like top of the league. But yeah, the Durant teams they weren't like fantastic defensively because they kind of coasted. But they were like an average, above out, average. As long as you can outscore, which is what they always excelled at. But but the problem is, is they lit up like seventy points that Oklahoma City Thunder team, which I think isn't as bad as people thought it would be. That that Oklahoma City team, but their defense, they lost basically their defensive core. Is the thing. Steph Curry's not a good defender. He's Mm-mm. he's like. Okay. Neither is D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell is like a below average defender. Draymond Green is is a good defender. So you have one defender out there <laughs> guarding five positions. Um, There's a center who's or like he, he's not guarding any big men. Well, so the, the Steve Kerr actually rolled out starting Draymond at center this past game. Uh, what was it? I think it was against the Pelicans where they actually did win that game. And that looked to be the best lineups, but you can clearly see Steve Kerr hasn't. It's a bad sign because Steve Kerr hasn't figured out how to run this team, this this roster, correctly yet, and he's just kind of experimenting, trying to figure out what lineups are working and what lineups aren't working. And he's just kind of like shuffling around and kind of just like 
just rolling the dice, basically. You know, and, and for just those long time up. for those long time uh, listeners of the podcast, I think we discussed the. I actually do remember discussing this like towards the end of the playoffs last year about if Steve Kerr was a good coach or not, and I think it's going to be put obviously really on display now. Do you think that Steve Kerr is a, you know, excellent coach? Yeah. And at the, anything that any <laughs> yeah, I I just wanted to end it on that. I think yes because I I've I think and this was my point. I think the last time we discussed this was you, he took this pretty much the same exact team from Mark Jackson, which was like a middling six seed or so that was like decent up and coming Warriors team. Basically, took that same exact roster. I think might have added Iguodala. I, so that that's kind of a big addition. And then turned them into like a, a dynasty mm-hmm. from there. I I still have faith that Steve Kerr is going to figure this one out. He'll figure this one out. I I think I think they'll still be. I think they might be like an eight seed though, which is kind of a bummer. Um, the for, Warriors are going to yeah. get no remorse. Either. No, no, not at all. Teams have been dying, and that that's also I think what people aren't giving enough credit for is a lot of teams have just been waiting on this chance to just dog the Warriors. You know, they're going to come out and then just vendetta games and just try to stab them in the heart type thing. Just while kick them while they're, while they're down. Um, yeah, the Warriors, I, like I said, I don't think we took enough stock in losing probably their three of their top five defenders and Kevin Durant, and Andre Iguodala and Sean Livingston all were great defenders. And they and lost Clay all. And Clay Thompson. Uh, yeah, so four I guess out of their it's five. It's a temporary yeah. loss. <laughs> I, I, I forgot about Clay Thompson. You're right, though. But yeah, they're playing without all four of those guys who literally kept their defense afloat and let Steph Curry kind of do his whole thing. Because you can't. The, the problem is with Steph Curry is you just don't want him expending too much effort on defense because you want him on offense. And the idea was to pair him with D'Angelo Russell so he wouldn't have to shoulder that load alone. But it's just not enough. And I, I think they'll figure it out. I think this team is still good. But I think a D'Angelo Russell trade is much more likely now after the one week um, where he might go wind up in Minnesota or Phoenix or... Uh, Milwaukee actually has a room for him. So all those guys, all those teams I mentioned are also, and Miami, uh, are all Chris Paul and D'Angelo Russell trade destinations, I think. All right, we'll move on to the next take. Um, John Morant, Rookie of the Year. No. What are your thoughts? No? no? I don't think so. Who's your Rookie of the Year? Bro, Hero. <laughs> Tyler Hero. You like Hero better than John Morant? <laughs> Uh, maybe it's just because I've been watching Hero more, but I don't know. He looks pretty good. Did you see? Well, John Morant had a thirty-point game. Update me on what John yeah, Morant Let me let doing. me and, he, and, convince me otherwise. So I mean, he's he hasn't had like a fantastic like he hasn't been super consistent yet. Totally, he's looked great in the however, first four games. In the <laughs> first four games, however, he had one insanely good game against the Brooklyn Nets. Um, where he dropped 30 points, nine assists, couple steals, and a game-tying block on Kyrie Irving. Where Kyrie I Irving... Did, I did see that, yeah. It was okay. an ISO play, and Kyrie Irving was trying to sauce up John Morant, and John Morant still just recovered and just blocked him to force the game into overtime. That game 
went to the Grizzlies with a Jay Crowder three-pointer off assisted by, you guessed it, John Morant. <laughs> um, I think John Morant's been looking great. He's been a great kick uh, playmaker. Uh, he's really good at uh, slashing, getting to the rim, and then kicking out to guys that are open in the corner. I I really like John Morant. I think he's been the best rookie this season. Again, after four games, Tyler Hero is probably up there, probably my number two. Um, but of course, we're just waiting for the big go- for the big dog to come back. The torn meniscus. <laughs> the 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 bowling ball, Zion Williamson. I hope he just comes back ridiculously like underweight. <laughs> just like, he just, just like, c- completely cut and just like like Christian Bale and. You see, yeah, like yeah. the the, and, um, the mechanist. Oh, that's what you're going for. Look, yeah, Christian Bale. Oh, yeah. Okay. What 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 were you thinking? I was going for. I was thinking of um Texas Hold'em Club with uh the other actor um the guy who goes like this, the Lincoln guy commercial. Oh, uh, Matthew McConaughey yeah. in um uh Dallas Buyers Club. There we go. Yeah. Would you say? Wh- I said Texas Hold'em Club. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. That was so close, though. Uh, That's the it's, funniest it's part. Close. It's like a it's, 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 so, <laughs> it, it's so close, though. Like Texas and Dallas and then buy them and hold them. As long as I convey the message, that's no, what I'm really looking that for. Was, I had no idea what you were talking yeah. about for a second. But yeah, yeah, you're right. What if he, what if he just looks like Matthew McConaughey in, in Texas Hold'em Club? Yeah, that was a detour. <laughs> that was. No, no, no. I, I love loved, loved it. Love these analogies. You want to move on to the next take? Let's do it. Luca for MVP? <laughs> Whoa, I did not expect that one. Yeah, what do you what do you is that an overreaction? Um maybe? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think so. I've never had that thought organically in my head. Luca like, Doncic? Luca MVP. I don't even think I heard that. You don't think so? I haven't heard I have you I've, heard a lot about that? I heard a little bit of buzz. Just, just, just a little bit of buzz. Just, just, just a little... like a like a bee passing by, you know, yeah. just a little buzz. I must, I must have missed that B. Yeah. I, I think, now that you say it, <laughs> no. Yeah. But he's, he's looked really good, though. He's looked um, really good. He's He's been, he's had multiple, like, 30-point games this after, again, after four games. I probably should stop super saying clutch. at this point. I, super clutch. Super clutch. And also being a really good playmaker. He's kind of uh, taken over ball handling duties. And uh, him and Porzingis look pretty good together. And um, European duo. I think the Mavs might be my favorite team to watch. Actually, them and the Hawks, I think, are uh, are really good. And what is, What is your take, Luca for MVP? Uh right now, I mean, <laughs> after one week, I am probably I'm gonna be a little biased. I might give it to Kawhi Leonard, just because he averages like 27 points and then like seven assists, which is pretty ridiculous. He's the league leader in assists on that team. But uh, Carl Anthony Towns has probably got to be in that discussion as well. And what team is undefeated still? Maybe 76ers. 76ers. Yeah, that was probably maybe Ben Simmons looked really good. Also, we'll we'll mention the Sixers in a bit. I've I've a feeling. When I've, did do you remember when did D Rose get his MVP? How early on? 2011. Or like oh, you know and his, uh, I think it was his fourth year. So that would make Luca the youngest MVP. The young, the least amount of seasons played for an MVP because it might be. Yeah, yeah. Let me. This is only his third season. 
second. Second? It's his second season. Yeah. It is his second. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I just think that if if they can be like a top four team in the in the West in the stacked West again, and he averages like a thirty points per game, you know, uh, eight assist, like LeBron type numbers. I think you could give him the MVP. I mean, because the problem is, I just think a lot of these MVP candidates are just going to eat away, take away from their stats. Because you got Russell Westbrook, James Harden. Yeah, I think uh, James Harden and Russell Westbrook are probably going to take each other's stats away from each other and kind of just destroy each other internally type thing. And they're just going to not have individually good seasons, which is what the MVP award is, you know? Yeah. Um, AD and LeBron and AD I mean, and LeBron and same the, thing in the dynamic duo area yeah I think that's what's going to happen exactly and, and I think that Luka can still have a relatively monster season oh also uh, Kawhi Leonard's probably not going to play enough games Giannis might have recency bias so you're looking at what like Carl Anthony Towns again is probably going to be a leading MVP Steph Curry could have a good season if they can get in the playoff race. I imagine his numbers probably will be ridiculous. Kyrie Irving, he's been playing great. He's been we playing haven't, phenomenal. We haven't even talked about, haven't even talked about him. him. Yeah, I mean, you have all these teams. Yeah, so I guess um, if you were to ask me my favorite right now, actually, now that we mentioned it, it's probably Carl Anthony Towns or Kyrie Irving. But for MVP, for MVP, but I think Luke is in the top five right mm-hmm. now. You know, after one week. Speaking of, since we just talked about Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose has also been playing really well for the Pistons. Yes, he off has. Off the bench. Yeah. And I think he's he said going into the season that he wanted to play more like a role player. Yeah. But do role players score 27 points yeah. and 25 points? I guess they can. But Lou yeah. Will does. Yeah. I guess you can. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you count Lou Williams. Yeah. Um, being a role player. Yes. And now, I mean, I'm a little scared because Lou Williams actually has some competition for six man of the year now. Yeah. You got the Heat. You got Derrick Rose. So, Montrezl Harrell. Montrezl Harrell, his own teammate, stealing <laughs> the award from him. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Kyrie Irving for a bit because he dropped 50, 50 points on the season opener against the Timberwolves. He looked great. Absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I kind of predicted this. Um, okay. I, not, not nice, to, nice. Not to, <laughs> not to two mile horn too much, but. I said Kyrie was going to come off the gate playing phenomenal. However, how amazing would it have been to have him make that shot? Oh, the one where he like flipped or whatever. Yeah, did no, the, it looked did like he fell was down and tripped. Or like the Glo- Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> or something. Well, you know what's funny is there was uh, a, a bunch of analysis uh, were trying to like say that that was a move. That trip was like they were trying to like say that was like part of a, a dribble move to get open. Was the, like the he wasn't very open. <laughs> no, no, I was like, then it didn't work. Like yeah. what? Um, no, but Ky- I, I, I pre- kind of predicted that Kyrie was going to be good for this first couple of weeks, but I think it's going to fall. I think the chemistry is going to take a hit eventually, and there, it already has. Um, actually, after four games, three games, I think it was, a report came out that Brooklyn were was worried about Kyrie's mood swings. Apparently he's been quite unusual in the locker room already for Brooklyn where he's been like shouting at um photographers and like not refusing to take a hat off in a team picture. He's the only guy in this in this 
picture and this team photo that has his hat on. And it's just a bunch of, like, weird minor stories that, like, are going to add up because this is what happened in Boston, too. It's the same thing. That's that's interesting. Right? I didn't, I didn't hear about that report. Yeah. That sounds exactly like what we all have always known Kyrie to be, but we also known him to drop 50 so yeah so i mean that i mean to me that's what you sign up for if you take kyrie irving put him on your team you're going to get a great basketball player but with that comes a lot of baggage the flat earth stuff the the the, um the the weird i don't i don't want to say the weird mood swings but you know like the kind of you know up and down personality potentially tanking your locker room and uh, I was listening to this on on the Ringer podcast. They mentioned that um, you're this is you know what you're trading for is this young, youthful chemistry locker room for a chance at a championship. And so, I mean, would you would you trade that? Would you trade having fun for glory and recognition? I mean, that's what the Lakers did, who we have not talked about yet. But that's a good and point. Once you, I think that if you get a chance. To have a player like AD or Kyrie, then you have no other option but to take it because there's not going to be another Kyrie right. or AD. There's yeah. going to be all these young. Point. You can always rebuild. You can always get these new young players that are you know good but not expe- like not um, fantastic or not like generational. Mm-hmm. And I think that you need to take the option if you have to and sacrifice that yeah. as an organization. These championship windows are small. You know, yeah. I and I agree. I think you have to ch- take it, unfortunately, but that's what you have to do. It's in order to be successful in the league. I think people have like these happy, optimistic, and like go lucky ideas of what like basketball teams should be because we've all played very minor levels. But once you get to these business levels, yeah, where millions of dollars are on the line. You're right. You have to. It's not fun. It's not fun in games anymore. It's it's a business. You're absolutely right, and that that's a great point. Um, it's not, it's not the YMCA, um, we're just here to have fun type thing. You're right. It's, it's generating millions of dollars, billions of dollars are at stake. Um, it's crazy, crazy. Good point though, Taylor. I, I absolutely agree with you. Uh, I just hope Kevin Durant as a Brooklyn Nets, not as a Brooklyn Nets fan myself, but as for a Brooklyn Nets fan, you just got to hope that Kevin Durant can come back soon. Not soon, but as soon as possible, I guess, which won't be probably until next season, and just take away all this heat that Kyrie's getting, all the pressure of being the number one guy, et cetera, et cetera. Do you think that it's pressure, or do you think that it's almost like non-pressure, and that's why he's excelling so well is because he doesn't have any expectations? I mean, that will forever be the question this season. I'm saying, do you think that he has more pressure now, or do you think he'll have more pressure with Kevin Durant? Because I More pressure now. I really? think yeah. yes, because he's uh, single-handedly charged with leading this team to do well. Because it's still going to be, they still have pressure regardless. They made a bunch of big signings. Because obviously, what if Kyrie doesn't work out? You know, what if he just? I'm not saying he's going to lay like a a goose or a duck at every game or something like that. But like, there's a chance, I suppose, that he just could be like a complete train wreck as a player. I think he's got a lot to prove that he can lead his team because there's a lot of questions left on the table from Boston I think where he negatively impacted that team this this really good Boston team and they had a lot of expectations and it crumbled and it was mostly Kyrie's fault and I think once Kevin Durant's back he's a much more stable person to be the face of your franchise which is kind of ironic 
isn't it? Because mm-hmm. it's Kevin Durant. But I think you'd rather have Kevin Durant as your guy than Kyrie talking to the media, doing all the normal number one player stuff. Yeah. Next take. Next um, take. We'll we'll get back. Yeah. Now, uh, the Blazers. Are they bad? No, but they're worse than I thought they were. Yeah, sure. I I wonder. I don't know why I thought that they were going to be better than they are. Because there's not a ton of improvement, if anything, that's yeah. like decreased from last year. That was what I was going to mention. But yeah. I think that it's also some intangible like spark that you need to have during a season. And I just, I don't know. It's hard to see them with that, you know? It's kind of like, um, who's the other team that we're talking about? It's kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of something that you need to have. I think, in order to be able to propel yourself forward. I agree. The Sacramento um, Kings, there we go. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. But, yeah, so on paper, this team did get worse from last year. Um, they have Damon CJ, of course, which are fantastic. They're both great players. Um, but they lost Mo Harkless, Al Farouk Amino, um, Yusuf Nurkic for not most of the season, but I think – Three months, I think, is about what the timeline's going to be. And then replaced all these guys with Mario Hazonia. Hassan Whitesides looked terrible. Um, he's been getting numbers and boards. And I just don't think that's good enough. Rodney Hood uh, has been like their third, fourth best player on this team. That's not a good sign, I think. And I... I, I don't know necessarily if they're worse from last year, like you said, but I think the West is much better. Mm-hmm. The rest of the NBA just got a lot better. Do you so, think they're bad? I I think they're average right now. I So, in a way, yes. Does being average get to the playoffs? <sighs> That's a good question. Um, it might. It actually might. Um, I, I, I think it might. They'll, they'll still be a playoff team. I, I think they could be, but I think, again, they're going to be around, like, looking on the outside, kind of like the Warriors and fighting for those last couple spots is my guess. Okay. Um, Dwight Howard, resurgence? Yes. Revival. I think well, he's this just, is our Lakers. I think he's just uh, in a good system that allows him to totally agree. catch lobs and dunk and get rebounds that, Anthony Davis and LeBron aren't getting. Yeah, they're not asking a lot from him. They're they're just yeah, they're asking him to guard the rim and then score <laughs> at the rim, you know? Uh it's, it's kind of like the DeAndre Jordan role for the Clippers um for that entire Lob City era. Um Dwight Howard's played pretty well though, I got to say. Um got to hand it to him. He's he's definitely I think he's matured. Maybe yeah. in like a week or two, we'll find out that there's a bunch of locker room issues with him. But seems to kind of accepted, relegated into this role player. Um, oh, he's been good for them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and that's they. That was going to be a problem is the five, but now I think it's their problem. Really, is the one still? They don't have a true point guard uh, until Rondo comes back. Caruso's been playing well, but I mean, I don't. Again, I mean, Caruso's not going to be a great playmaker. Um, I guess this is a good time to talk about the Lakers, though. Um, Anthony Davis been playing really well. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's I guess, on, uh, that might be an understatement. I yeah, mean, that forty and twenty game that he just had last night. Exactly. Yeah, that was insane. Twenty six 
for 27 from the line. Yeah. 26 That's, of his 40 points were scored from from the free, free throw, throw line. line and it's is, not some like James Harden-esque no, type No, playing. he's attacking the rim and, and getting just, fouled. And yeah. they're just fouling him because they have nothing better to do. You can't stop him. It's a, you know, yeah, it's, it's, um, there's a reason why they're called free throws, you know? Mm-hmm. They're, they're supposed to be uh, a free, free point for you. And I don't know if I had a point to that, but yeah. there, I think there might be a point in there. That was a free you, point. It was a free. <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, no. It was. They said it was the fastest forty and twenty. Um, yeah, scored. three quarters. Three quarters yeah. also, which is just absolutely nuts. Um, but yeah, I, I think this Lakers team is going to be. I mentioned last week that there were a lot of problems, but I also just think the Clippers are just that good. Is the thing that to able that are able to like shine these problems. Do you think True. LeBron is taking too much of a backseat and needs to be more like himself? Or no, he's just trying to facilitate too much. No, I actually, I'm, I'm really happy with LeBron kind of relegating into this second, you know, passenger seat role. I think he can still turn it on whenever. I'm assuming, I hope. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of like that he's kind of conserving his energy. It seems kind of yeah. just being able to coast, which is really good. I think that's scary for one too. Um, they're going to be good. They're going to be good, this Lakers team. Danny Green had that, what, how many did he score? Like, did we talk about that last time, a 28-point yeah, game? Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was the first game of the season. Yeah. Um, I guess this will be quick, but the Pacers, winless right now. Um, I assume they were going to be okay. I think I had them as like a six seed, I think. Um. Victor Oladipo cannot come back soon enough, and that's going to be a big problem. Malcolm Brogdon is not good enough to lead this team alone, and they're going to be bad. They're going to be really, really, really bad. When is he expected to come back? Do you know? I'll let me let me look it up. The timetable. I mean, like tore his ACL, like what, like just before All Star break, um, in like January. Well, when when he tore his ACL, um, Mm -hmm. I think my hot. I think my take on the Pacers is I think there's too much room for other teams that are surprising for them to not surprise. Yeah, I agree. You got the Miami, you got Atlanta, I like better already. Um a bunch of these other middle of the pack what we thought were middle of the pack teams are taking them over. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're you're completely right there. Um cuz when I look at like even teams in the West like the Suns, like they're doing good. That dude just need someone else to fall and once you fall, that's going to be the, it's like the position's right for the taking, you know? You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, the Chicago Bulls haven't been playing super well. Kobe White looked pretty good, though, I will say. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention, he had that. Did you see that behind the back pass he made? No, I did not. It was a really nice pass. He, he just kind of Magic Johnson esque and just threw it behind his back to Thaddeus Young and laid it in from there. Really, really nice. I there's not really like a timeline on this injury. It was a ten month injury, and that was in what like January, February. So if we do the math, let's say Christmas, mm-hmm. I guess we'll say um, is about when he's expected to come back. So that's a lot of games that you're gonna be under. Um, that you're going to have to climb back up from with Victor Ol- I think this team will be good, though, once Oladipo comes back. But it's scary. Um, just to mention Malcolm Brogdon, though, I think Milwaukee losing Ma- Malcolm Brogdon was a bigger blow than we thought. 
I mean, it's it's a big deal. And then we will finish up by talking about the Celtics and 76ers. Does that sound good? Sounds good. Yeah. Um, Kemba Walker had a terrible game one. Looked great since, though. He put up like 30 the other night. Uh, that team, I think, would be just fine. And uh, that's really all. I, the the center that's is a true problem. <laughs> yeah, I they they really need a true center is the problem with that team. And then um, lastly, the Sixers. It's a weird team, really weird team. Have you seen any of the Sixers games? I seen yeah. I saw. I think I saw the first one and then I third one. The, or really, the most recent one. The against the Hawks. Did you watch mm-hmm. that game? Yeah, the uh, Hawks almost won that game. Also, it was off of a missed Vince Carter um, buzzer beater attempt, I believe. Um, the Sixers team is weird. They're really good defensively. Ben Simmons has been been playing really well lately. Tobias Harris has been clanking a lot of shots. Uh, Josh Richardson's been looking great, though, exactly what we thought he would be for this team. Al Horford might just be a presence kind of guy, but he's looked good. He's made the right decisions from every play that I've seen from him. Joel Embiid is the interesting one because he's played well, but I don't like that he's playing too much out of the the paint. Mm-hmm. He's taking too many shots outside, um, and I think he's got to just be a post player like he you know I think was that's what he's best at you know however I want to give Brett Brown some credit though the coach for the Sixers he has been staggering Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons actually which is good I think it's it's good to play them kind of apart not always at the same time because their games are not similar but I think they negatively impact each other they don't. They don't kind of clog up the paint. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you need Ben Simmons. I think is is best when he can dish out and drive, drive and dish type thing. And the thing is, I just mentioned Joel Embiid is the best when he's just sitting in the paint. Those two can't coexist. Yeah. Just based on those play styles. So maybe it's good that he's trying to develop an outside shot. But I think this Sixers team, this Sixers team might have the highest ceiling in the whole NBA though. If they figure it out. That's my hot take. That is a hot take. Because I think, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, that's. I think the only team that might compete is the Lakers. Even, I th- I think the Lakers have a higher ceiling than the Clippers, unfortunately. As much as I love these Clippers. Um, that's a hot take. I'm about to sit on that. <clears throat> yeah, get yeah, get that. back to me. And yeah. then we'll finish, last final take. This is my, um, the end of the end of the podcast kind of kind of finale. Kawhi Leonard is the best player in the NBA. Factor myth. I think you have to say at this point, you have to say fact. My based man. on my based man. on uh <laughs> I mean, I guess based on these four games, but also based on the momentum that he had going forward. Agreed. I don't think I mean it depends on what you're talking about, but I think if you add up all the stats and all the intangibles all together, then he is. By the way, I didn't know this, but Kawhi Leonard with nine assists—that was his career high. Yeah, yeah, I know, so, I know. He's been like career, career-wise, hasn't been like that great of a playmaker. He just doesn't average like a ton of assists. But he hasn't really been, I guess, in Toronto. But he hasn't really been in a position for him to like really, like, okay, you need to play make. You yep. need to uh, fulfill these like different skill sets. 
I mean, in, the Clippers only have like really one true point guard on this team, which is Pat Bev, who's not like a a great passer. He's he's smart. I'll give him that on, but he's definitely way more defensive minded. And Lou Will is really a shooting guard. Um, he he does pretty well at playmaking though off the pick. Him and Montrezl Harrell are the second best pick and roll duo in the world right now. You know who the first is? <laughs> who? Me and you. Yeah. That was the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um I was being put on the spot. I was like, hmm, yeah. let me think, let me think. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's yeah, yeah. Um I love the Clippers. Who picks and whose roles? They play yeah. Wait, who no, wait, you, no, no, wait, that was that was wrong. <laughs> wait, the point guard. Who um between us? Yeah, you got some good ball handling skills. I can throw a nasty screen. Yeah, so I guess yeah, you're you're a little you're about a couple inches, what like three inches, two inches taller than me. Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a, I play like a true center. So yeah, yeah, and you're you're just slight. You probably you got some more weight on me. So yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to be the point guard because I got the vision. All set right. you up for for perfection, baby. Let's go. And uh, just to finish off the Clippers, they're playing Utah tonight. This is the first. This marks it right now. What is it? October thirtieth. I should mention that we recorded this Wednesday. But October 30th, day one of load management for Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> day one, he's not playing today? He's not playing tonight, baby. How do you find this information? Is that, is like a load management like tracker on <laughs> Kawhi Leonard? I'm on. <laughs> uh, Wojnowski tweeted it out. Okay. Yeah, on this one. Um, so I, I saw it and I was like, I was like, hell yeah, we're already getting into midseason form. There we go. <laughs> so I forgot to mention, yeah, Utah. Utah's been a big disappointment also. I I just real quick, Mike Conley's been playing terrible. I hope he can pick it up. He's been shooting the ball like abysmally, ab- mm. ab- abysm- ab- abysmally. And um I I'm worried about Utah a little bit. Do you see that um buzzer beater that was probably one of the worst buzzer beater attempts? No. I didn't. What team? Utah? Yeah. Well, against who? Do you oh, remember? Wait. No. <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. That was, that was the Nuggets. There we go. Thank you, Taylor. Way to <laughs> end that. Way to end that one. There we go. Sorry. We'll end it there. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Um, you can find us on every platform. You already know that, though, of course, if you're listening to the end of this podcast. Um, we will potentially have more structure next week. Maybe have a better. We're still trying to play around and see the best format of this. So give us some feedback. <laughs> Let me know. I don't know how you would, but give me some feedback. All right. Bye, guys. Enjoy basketball. This is Pick and Roll, KCPR. Let's get it. See you guys. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs>